Hello and welcome to the PLUS podcast. I'm at the European Congress of Mathematics in Krakow at the moment, for which around a thousand mathematicians from all over Europe have come together for a week-long program of talks and seminars and chatting to each other and socializing. And to give you an idea of what it's like here, I wandered around during one of the coffee breaks to ask random delegates about what it's like being here. Or actually, they are not that random because I managed to catch two of the recipients of the prizes that were handed out by the European Mathematical Society on the first day to young mathematicians under the age of 35 um, who've made excellent contributions to mathematics. And I also chatted to Arie Iserles, who is a distinguished mathematician from the University of Cambridge. And I also caught up with a bunch of PhD students visiting their first big general mathematics conference. So all of these you'll hear in this podcast, but we'll start with one of the prize winners. So I'm talking to Alessio Figali from the University of Texas at Austin, who is originally from Rome. And you won one of the EMS prizes yesterday. So how do you feel? I'm very happy and excited and honored to have received this prize. I think it's a great fact. I mean, I, I was, uh, it's a great satisfaction for me, recompensation for my work. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very happy. <laughs> and what was your work about? Um, so I work on several areas, mainly partial differential equations. Um, I work on calculus of variation, optimal transport, and some Hamilton Jacobi. So an in interface between analysis and geometry, anyhow. Mm -hmm. So that's the main area. Um, and is there anything, like if you talk to somebody who really doesn't know anything about these things, mathematics, um, can you explain it in a way that would make sense to somebody? Okay, so let's do um, Well, the optimal transport problem is simple to, simple to explain. This, this is a problem we we'll trace back to Monge in the end of the 18th century. So it consists just to have a bunch of sand and a hole, and or, or let's say a bunch of sand. Well, not sand. Um, I mean, rather, yeah, you want to build fortifications. So you have your material, whatever it is. You know where you want to transport them, but in some sense, you want to find an optimal way to transport the object from one place to another. Um, so another model which is very simple is that you have uh, mines and uh, industries and you want to choose how to dislocate material around. Mm. So it's uh, a simple problem but it's surprisingly hard to Yeah, solve. so it's simple to formulate, difficult to solve. It has taken uh, uh, more or less 200 years to fully solve it mathematically. And uh, so the breakthrough was well, there have been two breakthroughs, one in the 40s uh, by Kantorowicz, Nobel Prize in Economy, and then uh, Jan Bernier at the end of the 80s. And starting from there, there has been a lot of work going on on this subject in the last 20, 25 years. So that's one of my area of research, really understanding how this optimal transport, so the way of transporting looks like, studying its properties, studying its regularity, um, then studying what happens when one changes the geometry. So, for instance, if I have a mountain or I have a... How does it change in if I have a mountain between where I am and where I have to transport? Or if I have a valley? So, mm. the regularity of the transport depends a lot on the geometry of the space. Mm -hmm. So, that's okay. something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's interesting. So, so, what next? Like, are you... Have you, you got any new project or you just carry on working? 
well, I have, let's say, already several projects going on. Uh, they're most related to, well, optimal transport regularity, but also in other areas from geometry, function inequalities. Mm-hmm. So I try to go on on my, <laughs> on my path and see and how Maybe you can get a field medal next. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, but <laughs> difficult to predict. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll I will do my inter- best. I'll interview you again if you get your field medal, definitely. <laughs> well, I hope you will be interviewing me again. Then. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, so I'm now speaking to Ari Serles from the University of Cambridge. Um, so how are you enjoying the conference so far? It's only started. But well, it only started, so I don't know how much I should enjoy it, but I am enjoying it. And you're giving a talk on Friday. That's right. What is that going to be about? About the Schrodinger equation. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. So I may actually go there. So what are you going to say? Can you explain it in a way that would be understandable for somebody who's not an expert? Well, uh, broadly speaking, like in every mathematical talk, I'll explain why everybody got it wrong and I got it right. All right. So what is it that everybody got wrong about the shooting equation? Well, essentially, everybody, once they want to discretize it, is very, very scared of doing it in certain settings, which probably people suspect that this is most more incredibly more productive setting but they are scared that they might come across things that were difficult to compute and turns out that these things don't exist that you can bypass all that and you can compute it incredibly rapidly and the more the worse the problem the faster you can compute it which is slightly paradoxical Okay, so you'll be talking about the Schrodinger equation, which is a central equation of quantum mechanics, and you're going to explain how, even in unusual situations, it is possible to compute solutions quickly and... And and Exactly, and to very, very high accuracy. Okay, thank you, and I'll see you you later. So now I'm speaking to Tom Saunders from Oxford University, who won one of the AMS prizes. So how do you feel about winning a prize? Oh, yes, that's an obvious (laughs) question. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, obviously very pleased, but... um, I suppose at the same time, and it came up a little bit in the press conference on Monday, it's a, it's a, evaluating your own work is hard, and so, and somehow you feel that a lot of what you've done after the fact is not so difficult to do, so uh, it, it's, um, I suppose there's some small element that, I, it's not always clear you feel that you've done enough to justify it, I suppose. So, but yeah. So about your work, you told me yesterday that one aspect of your work is related to arithmetic progressions and Goldbach conge- conjecture. Can you, well, can you say first of all what Goldbach's conjecture says? Yes, I should add. I mean, yes, it, it's 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 near to Goldbach's conjecture. Mm. It makes no statements about Goldbach's mm. conjecture. So Goldbach's conjecture is that um, every even number bigger than two is the sum of two prime numbers. Can be written as the sum of two prime numbers. Mm-hmm. What is an arithmetic progression? Uh, so an arithmetic progression is a sequence of numbers where the difference between consecutive numbers is always the same. Mm-hmm. And what are the kind of questions that you have been investigating to do with those progressions? Uh, right, yes. Yeah. So um, one of my favourite problems that I've thought quite a bit about is, um, well, it's a, a theorem, I suppose, called Roth's theorem, which asks somehow the question, um, if I have uh, you know, 1% of the numbers 1 up to n, can I guarantee that however they've been chosen, there is a, a three-term arithmetic progression in there? So that, that extends to there's something called Semradi's theorem, which is the four, five, and six-term progressions, and they require quite, well, more sophisticated methods. So I've focused somehow on the 
the three-term progression case and addressing the problem of, if you like, how small that 1% can be in terms of n or how large n has to be in terms of 1%. And so the reason one might feel that this is interesting is related to the primes. So it's been known for a long time, since van der Korpet, I think, that um, the primes contain uh, infinitely many three-term arithmetic progressions. So an example, for example, is, is 357 is an arithmetic progression, a three-term arithmetic progression of primes. And so the question is, and I think this is a question one has with all, you know, the purpose of mathematical proof is somehow to show not just that something is true, which is not so important, but actually why it's true. So um, in this case, you want to know, well, why do the primes contain these three-term progressions? So the original argument uses a number of particular properties of the primes to, to do with how they're distributed. And if one can do well enough with, with Roth's theorem, one can show that actually it's true. It has nothing really to do with the primes except that there are lots of them. And so there's some, the basic question, that, which is addressed by this thing called the Erdos-Durand conjecture for progressions of length three, is do the primes contain three-term progressions for reasons of their structure or because there are very many of them? Um, I suppose and so that's a, a question of interest to me that I've thought about and worked on. And is that the kind of work that, in part, you were awarded the prize for? Uh, yes. Okay. So what's next? Are you you're in Oxford now permanently, or? Yes. Yes. There? Yeah. No. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a very nice place. I enjoy it very much in uh, mm -hmm. in Oxford. Um, it's sort of ideally located as well. I like going to London and uh, mm -hmm. I have some other bits and pieces in uh, around there. So it's yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it's a good place to make a home. Okay. Well, thanks very much for this. Thank Cheers. you. <laughs> Okay, so here I'm with a group of young <laughs> mathematicians. So, what's your name and, well, t tell me what your name is and what area of maths you work in. Uh, my name is Karol Gorgieszewski and I work in analytic number theory. Uh-huh. And why did you come to this conference? Well, to learn new things, <laughs> basically. <laughs> what are you look most looking forward to? Or um, maybe I focus on specific topics. Basically, there's many symposium on arithmetic geometry on quantum groups and on absolute geometry of mm -hmm. F1. So maybe those three things. Okay. What about you? Can you tell me your name and what you work on? Mm, yes, my name is Sylvia Antoniuk. Mm, I'm working mostly on combinatorics and uh, graphs, random graphs. Um, yeah, and well, I came here mostly for the, uh, the satellite thematic session about combinatorics, mm -hmm. but also to uh, to, to, to get to know what people are working on and, and so on. So do you find it useful to go to such a general conference? Um, so it depends because uh, most of the topics are ra I'm not rather not familiar with but uh, there are a few things which I found inter interesting mm -hmm. and uh, probably those uh, those satellite uh, sessions are, are more um, um, important for me. And um, uh, what about you? What's your name? What uh, you my name is Bartek Zaleski and I'm um, working mostly on random graphs, uh, random graphs models, and I came here mostly for for this side uh, session of combinatorics and also for the stopping time session. Mm -hmm. So so it's still a useful thing for you to do even though it's a very broad conference. Well, you can learn about some connections between fields of mathematics, yeah, because every day, uh, 
as usual you, you, you work only on one field and you come here and can hear about some that your, your things are useful in other parts of mathematics. So, so it gives you a broader picture of yeah, what's going yeah, on. Yeah. So what stage are you at? Are you postdoc? Uh, I'm doctoral student. Sorry? I, I'm on my PhD student. Oh, I see you still doing your PhD, yeah. right. So how long do you have to go until you finish? Uh, well, I'm on the first year, so there are uh, three years more. Okay, so good luck. Thank you. What about you? What's your name and what do you work on? Uh, my name is Fiona Skirman and I work also in random graphs. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. And why did you come here? Yeah, again, for the, for the side session. For the same yeah, side yeah, yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where are you from? From Oxford University. Ah, Oxford. Okay. But I'm originally from Australia. All right, yeah, because yeah. you've got some different accent. So how do you find it generally to be at this conference? Because it's quite broad, so... Yeah, but it's still very interesting to listen. So hopefully, and it means we can get some sort of simplified lectures in other areas because they're talking to everyone, not just to their own field. So, yeah. And how do you like all the, all the other stuff? Like, well, it's, it's only just started, but what about socializing and doing other things? Are you planning to do lots of that? Yeah, I think... There are some walks in the mountains or something like this. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to do that? Very. Yeah. Okay. Have you met anybody yet that you really wanted to meet? Like somebody famous or somebody in your field that you really wanted to meet? Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, there are, I haven't met them yet, but there are names. Yeah, who will I will get to hear them talk? Yeah, like sure. who, for example? Uh, like Wuchuk. I've never um, heard him, Professor Wuchuk. And um, yeah, quite a few. Quite a few Polish names I cannot pronounce, but whose papers I have cited, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah excited to so hear it's them a good, talk. Yeah, it's a good yeah. opportunity to hear people. And what stage are you at in your? So, yeah, so this is just my first year of my DPhil. So. First year of what? Oh, my PhD. So oh, I'm right. just oh, starting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Thank you. And that's it for our second podcast from the ECM. I've interviewed lots of people while I was here, so over the next few weeks and months you can expect lots of articles on PLUS on the kind of work that people who've been attending this conference are doing. So look out for those. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.